camisas que... You're listening to Potty Mouth Radio, the home of movies, music, television, and comedy. The following podcast contains spoilers and rude words. We watch a thing. We watch a thing. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We Watched a Thing with Billy and Dave. How you doing, mate? Oh, I'm all right. I've got a beer now, so. Yep. <laughs> at the end of a long, cruddy day. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've cracked a ginger beer. It's been a, it's been a rough day here too because I oh I had, fuck off! I had You've done to, nothing all day. No, I had to watch Baghead. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into that, though, I, I reckon it's time for us to make a little announcement, mate. Oh, gather around, kids! Yeah, yeah, a little family meeting. Mummy and Daddy are here because uh, you know what they always say: go big or go home. And we already record this podcast from our homes, yeah, so we decided home, it's so... time to go big, didn't we, mate? Sure did. <laughs> so Bigger the better. So from next week, we are launching the Potty Mouth Radio Network, um, which we're both very excited about. You know, it's yep. been it's been over. I've always six... wanted a conglomerate. <laughs> well, it's been over six months now that we've had uh, the hunt for the perfect album going up for yep. the patrons, and yeah, we kind of decided that show deserves its own feed rather than being kind of crammed in here awkwardly where people can't yep. search for a music show. So from next Monday, that will be its own feed. You'll be able to find us at pottymouthradio.com, hopefully, if all goes well. Yep. And uh, then we've got some other fun stuff in the works too, mate. Oh, so much stuff. So much stuff. We're working on a... New shows, new merch store. That's new right. Stuff. We've got a Dungeons and Dragons podcast in the work, uh, which is going to be very exciting because I've never played. <laughs> no, well, I think we, uh, we've got a party of four. Um, two of us used to play a lot, but not for decades. <laughs> You've never played. And then we've got one poor person who we're going to be relying on to, <laughs> to show us how to life. do everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And uh, as well as that, Noosk and I are 10 episodes into recording our Friends Rewatch podcast that I've been yep. joking about forcing her into for years now. It was, it was the start of lockdown. I said, oh, we should do that. And uh, we're finally doing it. So that's been fun as well. So I'm, 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 I've been listening. I'm really enjoying it. Yes. Because every, every fucking show in the world is doing bloody rewatch things, but they're doing... We th- no one's that, that I'm aware of is doing it for one of the best shows of all time. So that's right. that seems like a big gap in the market. Yeah. So there you go. So yeah, some fun stuff coming. So keep an eye on uh, Dave and I for Potty Mouth Radio. But shall we get into Baghead, my friend? <laughs> Why not? Stupidest <laughs> named movie in history. Baghead is a 2023 horror film directed by Alberto Cordor, written by Christina Pames and <laughs> Bryce McGuire and Lorcan Riley. That's a really Riley. funny name. <laughs> Pames. It stars Jeremy Irvine, Freya Allen, Ruby Barker, and Peter Mullen. And uh, I'm not going to ask you what it's about. Let's do this. A young woman inherits a rundown pub and discovers a dark secret within its basement, the bag head. Shall we get into it, mate? Sure. <laughs> All right. You told me last week that you were actually excited for this. You'd seen a trailer. I had not seen any trailer. The trailer I was, was quite good. I was I was quite keen. Right. I went in completely blind. All I'd seen was the poster. Did the trailer give much away? Just not really much to give away. I mean, this is quite obviously based on a short film. Uh, yeah, and it it made me wonder what came first, the short film or Talk to Me, because this is very, very similar to Talk to Me as well. Yeah, 
I'm kind of feeling bad. I slagged off talk to me as much as I did because <laughs> there's now a framework of comparison. Because <laughs> now, yeah, no, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I ripped the band aid off. This is not a very good film. I was really disappointed. I I'm in a really mixed place with it because there were elements of it that I quite oh, it enjoyed. Had mo- it had moments that that worked. Yeah, but the screenplay was pretty shit. I mean, even even then, I feel like there's a, what annoys me is I feel like there's a decent film in here somewhere. Like Probably I, the short I actually film is based on. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually felt like there were moments where what it was doing for me was executed better than talk to me, which I know people here are going to be slagging me off. I am. I know that there are many people out there who think talk to me is one of the best horror movies of all time. I didn't think that well, I, from memory. That, you didn't. That's either. people who have not seen many horror movies. I, 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 think. I thought it was a good movie. I didn't think it was a great movie. There are moments here. Fine movie. There are moments here where I think that the execution here isn't bad. I actually really like the idea of the baghead creature. And I like that transformation where, you know, she eats the object, you take the bag off and there is the... I actually really like that idea. I just don't think this movie actually did a lot with anything. And it has more rules than a game of Monopoly and it breaks them <laughs> fucking constantly. Yeah. Oh, there's the, and, and this is a prime example of one of the biggest annoyances that horror movies have for people, which is people doing dumb shit. Oh, my God. Every decision in this film, I was just going, why? why? Agreed. Agreed. Like, tell you what, she and her friend roll with the punches pretty fucking quick. Oh, with oh what yeah. is a fucking horrendous, <laughs> nightmare-inducing oh. horror show of an experience down in the scary basement. Yeah. There's not a second's consideration or freak out before she's like, oh, yeah, we can make a few bucks. <laughs> like, Where is the fucking panic? Yes. Of the- oh, my God. <laughs> a- agreed. Yeah, and, and literally all she wants is to make a few bucks at first. And not at all does she have the motivation, until much later in the movie, very randomly, does she have the motivation of wanting to converse with someone that she wants to talk to who's passed. It's really just about making a buck for her. And it just, Mm. I don't know. I don't care about these characters. I'll tell you what, the one thing that I think this movie has going for it is that it doesn't hold back with its punches in terms of who is willing to kill. Um, Spoiler alert, by the end of the movie, every single character except the baghead is dead. And I'm all here for it. This is, I I mean, go baghead. The ending, well, when you think about the plot of this, the baghead, or I can't can't remember remember if they actually give a name for the quote-unquote witch who... Just the baghead. baghead. Um, But really, other than the friend who cops it, um, who is a decent enough person... Yeah. Baghead is our heroine. Oh, 100%. She's a hardly done-by person who was... Persecuted, She's, tortured, exactly. burnt at the stake, brought back to basement. life, tortured yep. again, kept as a prisoner. Every, with with the exception, maybe Peter Mullen, her, her dad, bad egg earlier in his life, but we get this. He, he was a good guy at the end. Yeah, yeah. Of his life. But other than I'm still him, all right with Baghead offing him. <laughs> other, other than him, there is not a single. Likeable, even Freya Allen, it's just nah. Yeah, and I, I will say this purely I, out for self. I thought that her acting was pretty great. I thought that she I've seen did her a criticized really good job. for being a bit wooden. I think all of the cast were good. Yeah, and same. A, given that this is a first-time feature director who has only done the short version of this film previously, that's no, all. Okay. The only things he's directed, 
Um, how he's managed to pull together the likes of Freya Allen, Saffron Burrows, Ned Dennehy, Peter Mullet. You know, these are all very well-known faces who've been in lots and lots of things. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, this, this random guys pulled them together for a screenplay entitled Baghead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think this movie is going to do well. Um, I know that it only just came out literally four days ago. There's no Wikipedia page for this movie, which has never happened in the history it, that, of the show. That's wild and, to me. You know, Everything has a fucking wiki page. hundred percent. And like we've done smaller indie movies on this show before. I've mm. never, ever come across a film without a Wikipedia page. So I have no idea what the budget is or anything. I, 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 have, like, I have very little info about this movie. I don't think that many people are going to rush out to see it. I was no. shocked when I went today... Um, and I went to my local Denny <clears throat> Canberra. It was playing in Cinema One, the biggest cinema, like a 500-seat cinema, usually reserved for the big releases. There were three of us wow. in there. I don't know what they like. I don't know why they were showing it in that cinema. Like it didn't. No make one any is. Sense no one me. is. Seems to be going to this. I, I was 7 p.m., which is a. I mean, yes, it was a weekday last night, but it's it's a. You know, it's not 11 p.m. or anything. Yeah. Yeah. And there was one other group of four in the cinema. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't in the big Titan Lux or anything. It was in one of the shitty little smaller cinemas, but yeah. at a Reading, Reading, so it was the the decent locals. And yeah, no one there. Yeah, no one. Yeah, which I, I mean, it's getting pilloried by critics. Yeah, every I, I mean, a, a fair number of people I follow or are friends with on Letterboxd. Oh, on Letterboxd. It's and doing, I think yeah. it's 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 hovering between a half out of five and one and a half. I don't think I saw yeah. anyone who was higher than that. I, I had a scroll is... through Letterbox. Most of the reviews were along the lines of "baghead," more like "bag of shithead." <laughs> <laughs> they did make me chuckle. I'm not going to lie. I, oh, there's some, look, there's some funny reviews out there. Yeah, I don't. I don't think this movie is that terrible. Like, let, I, let's I, talk I, about. I kind of. I don't think it's as good as Talk to Me, but I didn't. I, I think I gave Talk to Me like a two and a half or, or three out of five. I, th- I thought it was competent, but the inexperience of the you know because it was made by YouTubers, it wasn't made yeah. by. A, you know, this was a, that also was a first time thing, um, and I think this is similar in a few ways. I think the cast are all good, yeah. as they were mostly were in Talk to Me as well. I think there are some very, very good moments. Yeah. I think the direction overall is competent, if unremarkable. Yeah, I, I, th- I agree. But I, I think, think I think the, the the screenplay and the and the writing is what lets it down. As was the case with Talk to Me. I think there's just too many holes in it. People act stupidly. They, yeah. There, there's no logic. There's too many things that happen because the plot wants them to happen rather yes, than that, because that is yeah. what would happen. I agree. That's my ultimate issue with it. I, I agree. I think the direction is competent. I think the low budget does show itself at times, particularly in the effects. Every time we yep. see flames, which happens quite a bit, oh, yeah. it's very yeah, that, poorly that, composited. And, and there's a lot of them at the end where I was yeah. going, oh, look, they've, just pasted that yeah. shit in in Photoshop. Yeah, 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 and you can you can tell you can tell. Um, I think the design of the baghead creature is kind of cool. I think the makeup effects aren't well, that, bad. That, that's one clever way to get around a low budget. Is yeah, we don't have to show you the freaky shit. All you see 90, is the mouth, and when you do film. see the mouth, it's pretty grotesque. But and, and you know. anything that involved non-human. So you see 
a wedding, the, you know, a, an engagement ring get put into a mouth. When it's when it when the script requires the bag head to swallow a, an, an iPhone, iPhone, yeah, you it don't all see it under the bag. I know those fucking cowards. Show us someone eating a phone, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, one thing which made me oh, actually a few things made me laugh out loud in this film. But one thing, the first thing that made me laugh out loud noticeably was when so poor, poor old Peter Mullen, um, Iris's dad, is tries to off baghead by pouring petrol and all over, and, and booze all over the place. Yeah. Goes to light his lighter. It doesn't light. And then baghead makes him drop it. Baghead doesn't burn, but he of course, you know, fully yeah. immolates himself yeah. to the point where he is. But third degree burns all over. He is an unrecognized, you know, he makes Deadpool look like Brad Pitt. Oh, but then they still make her identify the body. They a man do, that yes. she hasn't seen in 20 odd years. And it's, it's strange. It's someone yeah. is burnt to death oh, where yeah. they don't have a face anymore. So we will get an estranged family member who hasn't seen them in decades anyway. <laughs> yeah, to come to and identify, identify this corpse. Yeah. Corpse. I, man, I, I laughed as well. I laughed as well. That And that's where I think the oh. screenplay comes down. Because like I said, I think conceptually there's some interesting stuff going on here. And I think that the ultimate kind of plot and even the way the narrative unfolds with Baghead escaping at the end, I actually really like. The ending is by far the best thing about this. It's one of the few things where I thought, I didn't see that coming. It's cleverly orchestrated. I think think the... The, the little flashback bit where they're attempting to show that this entire thing has been the plan from the beginning. That was dumb. That was was clunky. I think it was poorly done because I got to the end of that... I didn't actually get from what you just showed me that anything was you, no. you went too quick or whatever. I didn't get it, but the sequence of events of him being convinced to kill her yep. and then bringing her back so that, but that bit was very clever and very well done. And I did like the ending in that yeah. sense. Yeah. My, my biggest problem and, and the downfall with this movie, I think are the the rules and when it adheres to the rule, when it doesn't. Yeah. I don't know why at that any two point, minute thing was oh, very loose. <laughs> why does anybody ever bother setting a timer? Not at one point in this movie does the timer go off and they actually finish. Nobody adheres to it. Even no, her dad, who's the one warning them and stuff. Nobody adheres to it. Supposedly, that's when Baghead takes over. So except set, when they except when they need the mum or the dad to yes, exert to their power and yes, like when when he's when he's setting her on fire, we know that ba- like what's the point of the restraints? We know that Baghead can get out of the restraints. We saw it the very yeah, first scene. They, they do it. There is no reason for them to be there, because Baghead is has to adhere to her commands outside the hole and I'll get to the fucking hole in a minute um, <laughs> which Iris but, goes but, into at one point and don't, don't even <laughs> fuck me on but on this side of you know in the basement Baghead has to obey the commands of the curator caretaker whatever the fuck they call it so why do you need restraints yeah the restraints don't seem to restrain her anyway. Exactly, exactly. The very first time we see Baghead come out, they make a big show of him putting... How he knows how to do this when he hasn't done it before yeah. is another thing that irked me. Yeah. He made a big thing, oh, I've not I, done I, this before. But he walks into the door of the basement, gets the lantern off the wall and lights it, yeah. goes down there, says she needs to sit in the chair. Yeah. I know, we got to put the restraints on it. What the... How do you know all this shit? Yeah, yeah. Anyway... They make a big show of having to put the the straps on and and buckle them down and restrain her. Literally, 
less than two minutes in, probably. Yes. She's, cl- she's out of them climbing over the ceiling like a yeah. fucking spider. Yeah. And yet when he's when he's dousing her in petrol and stuff, and we're past the two minute mark, she just sits there pleading with him, and it's like, yeah. what the what the what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, yeah. It it was wild, and uh, I mean, Freya Allen's character, and no slight on Freya Allen, we like her in. The Witcher, we like her in this. She was great. But everything she does for this entire movie yeah. was just ridiculous. Oh, yeah. not, not a single thing is thought through at this, all. This, they find themselves in this terrifying, horrible ghost story, but rather than go back to not having a lot of money and 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 being a struggling student, she says, oh, no, I'm going to stay in this literal fucking nightmare yeah, because I'll make a couple of thousand pounds. Well, and she's and, got no indication that there'll be anyone after. No, that's um, right. No one Neil. else has come to the house. Yeah. So, she, and she has his money. Yeah, she's got his four so grand why is plus she still whatever there? else. Yeah, I I agree, I, and I think the film could do a better job of that. I think they try to uh, let you know that she basically has no life outside of this. She's got no family. She's she's a very yeah, kind of damaged person. Kid. She's got one friend in they, the world. Yeah, they could but, make that so much clearer. Make her more damaged. <laughs> like, oh, give show me, her living on the streets or yes. something. You know, maybe she's sleeping under cardboard on the street or something. Drum at home because they break back into the apartment. She's been it's a nice apartment. Yeah. I know she's been evicted, but she's been living fine. She's not struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and and then the ghost of her own father who I mean I was welling up when he went through the his whole I, I did I was stuck here the, the, I did it to keep my family safe I would have given anything to see them again. She's a fucking robot through that. I was welling up. She didn't seem to care. Yeah. But he he makes this whole song and dance speech to her about you're fine as long as you're on this side of the wall. Don't go through the hole. Through yeah. the hole, she can hurt you. Don't yeah. go through the hole. She, she, you know, she's a liar. The demon is a liar. He will use lies. lies yeah. to, it will mix lies with the truth to confuse you. I mean, fuck, has she not seen The Exorcist? The minute <laughs> she hears this, and, and it, I mean, the voice of her friend coming from through the hole. Yeah. Saying, Iris, yeah. Iris, where are you? And, not sounding frightened. Yes. And then she proceeds to go through what seemed like about 900 metres of convoluted tunnels Yeah, on the other side of this. She must have been five suburbs over by the time she found her. Yeah. That, yeah. that network, that, that those catacombs go for miles. Yeah. Baghead never, and, she just and then she just leaves. fucking going. <laughs> At no point does she stop and go, you know what? Maybe this isn't my friend. Yeah. Maybe my friend is dead. Yeah. Why would my friend have gone nine, nine miles down this dark tunnel without a fucking torch? Yes, yep. And be calling out, not even sounding scared. No, she no. keeps fucking walking because get, the plot needs her too. See, but I, I would get, like, make the hole more mysterious. Give us something more with the hole. Rather than it just being this series of tunnels and then she does get out, there was no need for that warning. Apparently going through the hole was completely fine. Like, Yeah, just, just, other than chasing her. Yeah. What? Why did... Baghead not kill her the minute she stepped through. Step- Why did it exactly. let her yeah. walk all the way around and find the body of her friend? I know. It Why? doesn't make any sense. And even even the Neil character, 
I actually I liked the narrative and the way that things were revealed to us. I like that you know. Oh, the fact that he killed his wife, I thought was a nice twist. I didn't see that coming, but yeah, she still stayed friends with him. She still hung around him until he literally tried to kill her. That's the thing. He he's cle- he was clearly a bad dude from the yeah. very first time he interacts and he starts questioning his wife about who she was seeing and stuff. I thought he was going to ask her the combination to a safe one. I knew he was. it was selfish. It wasn't about, oh, I just want to say goodbye. Yeah. Um, but that's your first hint that this guy's kind of a prick. Like, just fucking, yeah. just, yeah, stop hanging out with him. Yeah. Fucking get your own friend killed to hang out with Rapey McMurderer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> yeah, I, I was super disappointed by this film. I, I the... The trailer was all, you know, was all, you know, edited together from the the cool moments because there are some cool creepy moments. There's some cool jump scares. That the, there are little bits that are, that are all great. And the trailer was kind of all of those. And obviously, in a trailer, you don't get all of the flaws in the plot. And yeah, the, everything. Yeah. I, and, I and will. I will play. say this. I did get got. Like there were two jump scares that did make me jump. So. I'll give the film credit where it's due. If that's what you're going to a film like this for, you'll probably jump. And that's, you know, that's kind of fun. <laughs> it is. But, I mean, if if you're just after a jump scare, go rewatch Bloody the Conjuring or something. I was going to say, there are much better movies that integrate. Because a jump scare is kind of cheap, let's face it. And to be a good I don't, movie I don't think any of the jump scare. scares in this uh, because uh, I think a, there are really good jump scares that are cleverly and artfully put together. You know, you can, you look at things like the clapping in in The Conjuring or um, mm, yes. Exorcist Three is another one that springs to mind. This is not that. This is just literally, boom. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of cheap, but you know, it wasn't done badly. Yeah, yeah. Like but, they they were effective when done. You know, like there's the scene where. Uh, I think it's the friend is reading on her laptop about the former owner of the house. And then she closes oh, the little laptop and I, he's sitting I, there behind the screen. I yelped like a puppy who's just been yeah, kicked. Yeah, I, that, I jumped. That genuinely got me. I, I wasn't expecting... But by the same token, it made no fucking sense. No, it didn't. And we never see that ghost was, again. Was, it's was so unclear. Were yes. there ghosts in this film? Is exactly. that what that was telling us? That's my question. Because, because it's every- not a ghost movie. <laughs> yes. There are no ghosts in this <laughs> Yeah, and then she, because she goes to out to the middle of fuck. I mean, I, it must have been somewhere in England. I, I assumed from the name it was somewhere in Eastern Europe, Friedling or whatever yeah. it was. I thought it was Eastern Europe, and then suddenly she's driving there. It was like, geez, she got there fucking quickly. But apparently, it's just somewhere in the fucking countryside. Yeah. But when she goes to finds his house, and he's got the big fucking serial killer slash cop who's been fired for being too obsessed with the case and still yeah. following it, wall of stuff. Um, which I think wasn't made nearly enough of. I don't know what she got from that. No, no. Other than a photo that was like, oh, wait a minute, that's the fucking solicitor guy. Yeah. He must which, be you, which again was never, never explained. We never again. picked up on that either. <laughs> yes, I know. Because again, there are some threads in this movie that are kind of cool and there are some sequences that are kind of effective, but nothing really ties together and it doesn't follow through. And this is a short movie. They could have. I mean, I don't mm. think they needed to add any more, but they could have easily followed they, through. Well, on they some needed of those something because I mean, but maybe Ned Dennehy had moved on to another project, and they they only had him for that one sign the bit of paper thing. But 
he obvious you know they they hinted through a big chunk of that giant exposition he's seen at the countryside house that the friend goes to that he's somehow involved is he the guy who's you know is he immortal is he the guy that just goes around getting people to sign on the line like fucking lucifer yeah that they're kind of hinting that there's something supernatural about this guy that because his office was cleared yeah, out. Disappears. Why? Yeah. What, what, what is that? Yeah. Why? Did, did, I agree. Was he over Why? there? I don't know. <laughs> is he a ghost? Oh, we so don't know, Dave. The Maybe there I are ghosts. The, the more I talk about it, the more this, this film <laughs> aggravates me because there are so many fucking holes in it. Yeah. There's more holes in this. The, the, the holes in this film are bigger than the hole that Baghead comes through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would have loved for that hole to have been something deeper. I. I, I love a grimy hole. Give me a grimy hole and make it interesting. You know, uh, like I'll send you some links. Rather, <laughs> rather than just nine hundred meters of tunnels, you know, may, maybe she walks in there and it's like the upside down. You know, or maybe she walks in there and it's like a, a portal to the past or something. You can do what? so much with a hole. Why did it go anywhere? Yeah, the whole the, the whole point of the story was they walled her up. You don't wall wall someone up with yeah, catacombs it's to not fucking a free range you, dog. You wall them up in a, you know, in a wall, so yeah. they die. Yeah, it made yeah. no sense. Yeah, oh, how, how are you? Fucking... How are you scoring the head of bag? Uh, it's fucking half a point lower than it was when we started. <laughs> um, look, three and a half. At what? Out of five or out of ten? Ten. Three and a half. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I'm. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think I'm the same three and a half. I, I felt like I was a four straight after walking out, but yeah, I, I dislike it even more after talking about it. Yeah, there's, <laughs> it, it's, it's it's even dumber, and there are more issues with the screenplay the yep. more you, the more we discuss it. If we keep on talking half an hour from now, it'll be a one. So we should probably stop now yep. before we start getting just needlessly cruel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the. Uh, if I made a film first time out of the gate and this was my first film, it probably wouldn't be this good. So I f- <laughs> <laughs> while I can sit here objectively and go, there are massive problems with this film, yeah. it's better than I could do. So <laughs> fucking good, good, well done, Mr. Corridor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully next week will be better because it, I feel like it's yeah. been a bad... Oh, yeah. I feel like it's been a bad run. We've it's been a bad Argyle, fucking year. Yeah. But- I'm next, really next hoping the Dune Part Two. One hundred percent confident. Yeah, will be the best film of the year. Yeah, because so next week we are getting to Dune Part Two, which I'm re- yep. I have very high hopes for, which doesn't bode it's well even, because I've had high hopes for plenty than, of movies this year. Oh no, yeah, but, I know, but we've got a Part One that we can base things on. We know the director. Yeah. We know, we it's we know it's going to be more of the same, but better because now we've got. Pew and Taylor Joy all over the joint. Yeah. <laughs> Swing. <laughs> all right. Well, that's next week. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, I guess you can find us at pottymouthradio.com. And if you want to help support Boom. the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash pottymouthradio. Uh, don't forget to go check out the other shows on the network. By the time you're listening mm-hmm. to this, there aren't any. But uh, in, about, <laughs> in about four days... Uh, Hunt for the Perfect Album will be up and live so please go subscribe to that if you're into music if you have friends that are into music tell your friends share it around and uh, we'll be rolling out the rest of the Potty Mouth Radio shows over the next month or so so yeah so much happening 
So thank you for joining us here at We Watched a Thing, and we'll catch you next week. Cheerio.